0: Hi. Short Bus Debate Club. It's a bus. Rolling. I can get on board. (laughs) Hello. I'm Darren Jolly. (laughs) It's time to get this short bus started. So let's roll. And on with the show. All right. I hope you guys were paying attention in the first half of class because there will be a oral, oral <laughs> quiz yeah there's gonna be a quiz on oralism Wait yeah. a minute. we can't say that when we're talking about prisons dude
1: yeah <laughs> <That does> see but <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm gonna you going you're gonna suck on whatever rooster gives you to suck on he says I'll just stick a knife you can stick a knife in my head and then I bite down and yeah that's
0: Yeah. Shawshank Redemption. It's a wonderful movie. It is a great movie. One of the best. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we're in the the second part of the prison industrial complex. Um, I don't have jack shit to say right now, and I'm going to grab another beer. So I'm going to let Darren talk. So there was a point that Brian made at the beginning,
1: and uh, the suggestion was that, you know, when we, we, we talked about, you know, military appropriations, and we're talking about this this other um, aspect of power as expressed by the state in a different sort of way, Um, it's important that we see them all in the sort of the same context. It's like different, you know, uh, different sides of the same coin, you know, um, you you don't just look at it simply, you have to look and see how those are connected. But um, one of the things that I referred to um, earlier on is ALEC, that's the American Legislative Exchange Council. And uh, William Robinson does a good job in this paragraph sort of like drawing some lines together to see how these are connecting, how it connects to transnational capital and how it connects to overall um, the, the construction of uh, certain policies that connect to jails, whether it be public or private. Um, but here you go. OK, so the activities of the American Legislative Exchange Council, or ALEC, exposed the interconnections between corporate interests, the state, militarization and policing, and anti-immigrant and other neo-fascist tendencies in civil society. ALEC brings together state and federally elected officials and law enforcement and criminal justice system representatives with some 200 of the most powerful transnational corporates, corporations, Excuse me, among them ATT, uh, Coca-Cola, ExxonMobil, Pfizer, Kraft, Kraft Foods, Walmart, Bank of America, Microsoft, Nestle, AstraZeneca, Dow Chemicals, Sony, and, of course, Coke Industries. This latter being the biggest Alec funders. So that's one one of them down. We just need to get rid of that other one. That's a huge fucking surprise. <laughs> Alec develops uh, legislative initiatives initiatives that advance the transnational corporate agenda, agenda hammering out in its gathering gatherings draft criminal justice anti-union Uh, tax reform, financial and environmental deregulation and related bills that are then tabled by state and local elected officials associated with ALEC. Okay, so specifically with regards to uh, prisons, these bills include the notorious three strikes law that mandates 25 years to life sentences for those committing a third offense, even for minor drug possessions, some serious fucking bullshit. And truth and sentencing. And that's what Brian was talking about earlier, where you're, you're required to fill up or to, to, to serve up to 85% of the this, this sentence. And that requires that people serve all of their time with no chance of parole. So, and of course, another one of them that they were really famous uh, for promoting was, of course, as I re- uh, said earlier, SB 1070 in, in Arizona. So,
0: well, and all of those things mm-hmm. end up making certain companies a shitload a more ton money. A lot of money,
1: yeah.
0: And so, you know. I kind of went off on a tangent because I was like, if I was sentenced to more than two years, I'd prefer him to kill me. Mm -hmm. But I said, I think that they abolished the death penalty, not for moral reasons, but because it was for the money. Mm -hmm. So think about it in prison because of, well, and again, not always because you've got a possibility of being shifted or whatever, but generally speaking, an average inmate is going to live 15 years longer than somebody on the outside. Um, Because once they reach a certain age, they can't do the work, whatever. Um, So, if you're making whatever the amount is, $249 per day,
1: $100,
0: it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But there are all of these companies, again, you mentioned Aramark, um, probably Cisco Foods, Mm -hmm. um, pharmaceutical companies, because they've got to give them medicines for whatever. That was something they brought up in the 13th. Um, They also have contracts with hospitals Mm -hmm. in the region, because they they don't have the facilities for certain tests they can't test for cancer or or even treat cancer so they've got to send them to the hospitals
1: clothing cuz of the uniforms there's all, I mean yeah it goes dude, it goes yeah like uh, the, the 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 furniture you know them them having
0: their beds their shitty beds but they still have to have them so if you don't kill those guys how much more money are you going to make well that's
1: and 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 you we all I mean I'm not going to say we all know, but the more that I looked at this, the more it became clear that, like you're saying, like uh, these people are looked at as as a financial upside, as a way to...
0: Yeah, we have monetized people in a way that we've never... Well, no, I can't say we've never monetized people because there was the slave trade. Mm -hmm. So, But this is a unique... This is a unique
1: expression of it. This is not something that, uh, like, slavery is pretty straightforward. This is something where, when you first at first blush, you're not going to say this is about money. Like you said, this is this is about
0: uh, rehabilitation. Yes,
1: that's that's the original idea, and and people think, they think prisons and they think uh, people are going to uh, crime is going to go down and people are going to grow. Well, I mean, one thing that is demonstrated is with the rise of the, the prisons, because we have so many more prisons now than we had you know, at, before 94, there's so many more prisoners than we did during that time period. If there's one thing that is, is clear that we can demonstrate, and I don't even have the numbers, but I think it's pretty um, obvious right to the eye, it's that there's no correlation between, uh, between prison and lowering crime rates.
0: No, and that, okay, so I... In the the first part of the episode, I talked about that girl in Connecticut that lost the house Mm -hmm. that she had inherited. Mm -hmm. She was in for two and a half years for some sort of drug beef, uh, possession and distribution or something like that. Mm -hmm. Well, clearly she didn't have any other skills and she needed to put food on the table for herself and... Whomever else. I don't know if she had kids or or what. Um, If you need to eat and you need a roof over your head, and the only thing that you can do because you have no formal training or or whatever is sell drugs, then the fear of jail is not going to stop you from selling drugs. It's not going to stop you from shoplifting. It might not stop you from fucking armed robbery or, you know, mugging somebody.
1: It's not a disincentive because survival is paramount
0: and you're going to do what's necessary for you to survive at that point. Right. So. I don't know. I still say we get rid of the fucking drug laws. They're bullshit. So this this is
1: a a good quote when you're talking about
0: what a human becomes reduced to in this moment,
1: right? So this is uh, based on a, a write-up that was written, actually right after, um, it was written in 97, right after the crime bill started to kind of catch catch fire with regards to uh, practical applications, right? And it was written by a lady who was, a, well, one one of the ladies was inside for 16 years. Uh, I think that was Linda Evans, but Linda Evans and Eve Goldberg wrote this thing called the Prison Industrial Complex and the Global Economic. Global, Economy, excuse me, and they said at the at the end of it, like any industry, the prison economy needs raw materials. In this case, the raw materials are prisoners. The prison industrial complex can grow only if more and more people are incarcerated, even if crime rates drop. Three strikes and mandatory minimums are two examples of the legal superstructure uh, quickly beginning, qu- qu- quickly being. Sorry. That's okay. all right. <laughs> uh being put in a place to guarantee that the prison population will grow and grow and grow you need your raw materials you need human beings so again if the intention is to help people to grow to give them a a look at a future that might you know excite them to try to be better people um that is a fantasy reality that is not anywhere connected to the one that we're existing in right now
0: no it's fucking horrible dude and I know. So I call myself a realist. Most people that I talk to say I'm a pessimist. I know in general I'm not an optimist. I think I try to be, but I would really like to think that, you know, okay, instead of spending 12% on military and 11% on education, let's spend 15% on education. And less than twelve on the military. Um, let's get rid of the drug laws and put people away that are actually fucking dangerous. You know, let's give cops a chance to actually do their fucking jobs. They're not—they're not in the military, so they shouldn't be in a war.
1: But we, I mean, that kid down in Memphis, I mean, that's the outgrowth of a structural situation. It absolutely is. Where, yeah, the police have become militarized and they think it's their responsibility to go into places. And I mean, as bad as George Floyd was, this one, this might've been fucking worse, dude.
0: You know, I still keep trying to think, and I'm not making excuses for the the Memphis police (laughs) Mm -hmm. at all, Mm -hmm. but I keep wondering Because from what I read, and I didn't see any video of it, but from what I read, they started beating him, and he got up and ran away. And so they chased him and beat the fuck out of him even more. And I'm wondering if he hadn't run away, if it would have been worse, or if it was worse because he had run away. Because once that adrenaline starts, and again... I'm just talking about a fight at this point, Mm -hmm. not a fight between a cop and an innocent. But once that adrenaline starts, you can't really stop. And the point that he jets, he's now become the prey. They are teeth gnashing. We're on him.
1: They're the Scorpion unit. Isn't that what they called them?
0: Oh, I don't know. Yes, I'm pretty sure that's what they called And
1: they disbanded it. I think that was what it was called. Oh, Scorpion
0: so it's unit. another one of those bullshit fucking cop things where they say they disbanded it, but they just changed their name. Yeah. <laughs> We're not the Scorpion unit anymore. We're now the beat-the-fuck-out-of-poor-people-and-black-kids.
1: Tyree Nichols? Is that how you say it? Yeah.
0: yeah. So... Again, I I don't know, but, so, the police are not supposed to be in a war on drugs, and they're not the military, so they're not supposed to be soldiers. They are there to protect and serve. Again, we're the taxpayer. They're our fucking employee.
1: But, I mean... Like, I, 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 you know, I agree with you, but like, when if you, if we're ever going to get back into a space where this even makes sense, you have to dismantle this. And now, like, you're not talking about just dismantling the political economy of this country. I mean, we're, you know, now we're, we're kicking fucking $100 billion into a fucking war on the other side of the now, you know, the, trying to send planes, you know, sending fucking, I mean, like, dudes come out and said, guys, you know, if you continue to go this direction, I will do what I have to do. This is not me making an apologies for Putin, apology for Putin. I, I feel like an idiot for even saying that because it's bullshit that anybody would even say. Because, like you said, am I being a realist? Am I being a pessimist? You keep doing shit. You keep poking the fucking tiger. Eventually, the tiger is going to do what it needs to do, you know?
0: Isn't Russia a bear?
1: Oh, you keep poking the bear, which is a better—because <laughs> that's that's actually a term. You keep poking, poking the bear— <laughs>
0: Well, no, I thought that Russia was a bear. It though. is a bear,
1: yeah. It worked, but it does work better all, for both reasons because then you got the double entendre. I just am, am not quick enough to to see the you know the, the tiger and the bear. You know, I should have gone with the bear.
0: You're right. The Philippines are a tiger. I so think. are they
1: gonna do Mu- Muay Thai with you a little bit? The Muay Tiger? <laughs> 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 oh, that's Thailand, right? <laughs> so, I
0: like Muay Thai. So once again, we have gone. <laughs> down <laughs> down.
1: well I mean your, your your point about the police I, I don't want to dig on it in, in in any like in in because of course you're right but like working at the post office there's one thing that I genuinely understand is that people don't understand any concept of of, of, of a civil society anymore. they don't understand the concept of citizenship I mean they are consumers, and I am providing them with a with, with, a, with a service that they're paying me for. I, I do not work for the federal government in any way, shape, or form as far as the general. So I think that when people look at police, they look at them in the same way. And they might say, I pay taxes, I'm your boss, but...
0: No, no, um, I, I get that. But I guess, again, so the military mm-hmm. is there to defend... Or go to war. And, I, I know I'm talking semantics and, no, and okay. whatever. But
1: we're, we're having a good thing because we have two sides. We have, like you said, like defend, go to war, police, you know, serve, serve and serve protect. And, protect right? and
0: so that means if somebody has broken into my house, uh-huh. they go and investigate and try to find out who did it. But and right you now,
1: the person that did it to, to jail. jail and hopefully they could learn and be rehabilitated. Right, and then
0: come out and be
1: productive members of society. Yes, but the point is is that military is no longer for defending or protecting. Police are not there to serve and protect and prisons are certainly not there to rehabilitate. Uh they're they're there to traumatize the fuck out of people, to make tons of money out of them, tons of money out of them, you know, to turn them into a person that can't be a productive member of society because if they keep coming back in, that means that, you know, all the people that have financial ties to that prison system can keep making money out of them, whether they make money out of what it is that they're selling to the prison system or they're uh, having be produced for, uh, we'll, we'll say like pesos on the dollar, you know, because I need a smaller currency, you know, to, you
0: know, To do the conversion yeah, in your head. It, seriously.
1: Like it can't even be pennies because like, That doesn't even make sense mathematically.
0: Well, no, I mean, but seriously, we're fucked and and our police are overworked. And the main reason that they're overworked is because of this bullshit war on drugs.
1: Well, and austerity. I mean, that's,
0: you know. That's part of it. Certain jurisdictions not hiring enough people. Um, And not having the money to hire enough people. Well, again, so now we're... Okay, so then you could say, well, if the neighborhood was safer, more people would move there, increase the tax base, they could hire more people. Yeah. I know I know we're talking finance, taxes, yeah. all of that bullshit. Yeah. I, I I don't want to go down that road. Yeah. All I'm saying is that one of the reasons, yeah. not the only reason that police are overworked is because instead of
1: being concerned with real crimes, they're they're having to chase people. When they're, they're
0: busting people coke. with a dime bag or yeah. a fucking a quarter gram of coke.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean a quarter gram of coke isn't going to kill anybody. And I'm not telling anybody to go do coke, but it's it's not it's not going to kill anybody.
0: Fuck it, go do coke. <laughs> do as much coke as you want, just don't get caught. <laughs> <laughs> you know.
1: If at some point in time any of the stupid <laughs> shit that we say catches on, they're going to come back and they're going to like have these moments where they like uh, soundbite like the stupid shit that comes out of your mouth and the stupid shit that comes out of my mouth, and that'll be one of them, Brian. Well, do dude. as much coke as you want. Just don't get caught.
0: <laughs> Seriously. I mean, we're all fucking grown-ups. Who the fuck are they to tell us what we can or cannot do? I mean, it's one thing if I try to fucking sell whatever to some 12-year-old. That's one thing. But if I am selling it to another adult or giving it to that adult, it doesn't matter if he dies or not. He did it of his own volition or her.
1: Or uh, non-binary. Right. Right. (laughs) Them.
0: They, um, so I just looked it up again and I know that I, I said it on the, the previous, um, episode on prisons, but 45%, and this is federal level only cause it was a quick stat I could pull, but 45% of the federal prison population is there on drug offenses. That is a total of 66,736 people. So even if we're not talking about regular cops, we're talking about the FBI or, I don't know, who's another fucking, because the other one I was going to say was the DEA, but they're definitely on drugs or on Uh, stopping uh, (laughs) drugs and probably on drugs. Um, The uh, ATF. So now the FBI and the ATF have the ability to go out focus and, on other and focus on shit that actually matters instead of drugs. But whatever.
1: The, and we'll, we'll get that. That is something we'll talk about a ton more next week because uh, that's when we're going to get into the concept of the drug war. So
0: the nearest, the nearest. Um, next number is weapons, explosives, and arson, which probably are the ATF, uh-huh. and it's twenty one point six percent.
1: That's a good. That, I mean, that's a big number. I mean, but, and weapons, of course, makes sense. But
0: but even I mean, still, you more than double that yeah, with drug drugs, offenses. Yeah. So
1: these, these motherfuckers got to make money. You know, money makes the world go round.
0: You know. Well, and that's really what it is. I mean... I'm not even talking about the legal money. I'm talking about the weird slush fund money, CIA shit. Um, You know, oh, well, we'll help get your fucking coke over the border as long as you give us 10% of, you know, the worth. And then I also need you to help find some guns that I can ship into Canada. And the CIA is not trying to ship guns to Canada, at least I don't think they would. Um, So yeah, if we could get rid of the drug thing, I think that that would take a huge stress off of prisons and police. But they don't want that. The Royal Day. Right.
1: What do you think about the migrant populations? What about what about the way that the they are being utilized in this context?
0: Well, dude, I, so I kind of said a little bit about it, but I I personally think it's bullshit because we're holding them here without any trial. We're holding them here. Without deportation in a lot of cases, and it used to be that when somebody came over illegally, we tried to figure out why they were here, whether or not they were a criminal, and then we more than likely shipped them back to wherever they were from. Yeah. Whether it was Chile or Guatemala, Colombia, Venezuela, oh. Honduras, El Salvador, You're... right. My way. We sent them back, but now we just fucking store them here. And again, it's because, so the federal government bragged about how they got rid of privatized prisons because they didn't want to monetize people. But Biden said, no, we're not getting rid of all of the private prisons, we're just getting rid of the ones that house Americans. The ones for ICE and border and and customs control are still gonna be privatized. nice statistic for you here, just
1: right right up that alley. In the United States, the Department of Homeland Security issued more than 344,000 contracts for border and immigration control services worth 80.5 billion between 2006 and 2018. That's just the
0: contracts, you know? Yeah, they're not, yeah. So that's what that means. I'm guessing because does it go into any detail? Uh,
1: they, there's a, there's a little bit more talk to it because they go this after that they they talk about like Donald Trump in 2016. Um, uh, the idea, so the, the border security one one thing that they say is the border security um, was set to double. Uh, between 2011 and 2023, and that was before they knew that Trump was going to come into office and make that comment about uh, building the wall and doing all that kind of shit. But it was supposed to go from 305 billion to 740 billion. But uh, let's see. Oh, this is all just talking about. Well, stock no. Prices. So
0: what I was going to say though is that that money that they're talking about in those bids aren't f- for prisons as much as they are probably for drones and like underground like uh what did they is it underground radar yeah where they they plant those what's essentially a fucking motion detector so if the ground shakes
1: then if it, it goes it'll give a, it in a very specific location yeah.
0: yeah and so that way they can just capture these people and put them into the privatized prisons but they're not again they're I don't think they're trying to stop them anymore um, because otherwise they wouldn't need to continue building more ice prisons and I don't mean a prison made of ice I mean immigration and customs enforcement
1: here's a, here's a, this in, in the context of that uh, that that uh, underground thing that you were the underground wall like the uh, so the government claims a 100 mile wide con- Constitutional suspension zone inside the entire U.S. border in the name of immigration control, including the coasts encompassing some 200 million people. In uh, this zone, the state claims the power to set up checkpoints to determine anyone's status, to conduct stop and search at will, and to seize and copy laptops and cell phones. So, I mean, it's one thing to have that little line there, but they're literally—I mean, it's like. We do whatever. What what did it say again? A constitutional suspension zone.
0: That doesn't mean it's bouncing, right? See, constitutional trampoline. The only reason that they would want to seize laptops and cell phones is obviously for information. But what kind of information are they going to get from just some fucking illegal who's coming over here to work a farm? to try to make enough money to maybe send his family up here or to go down there and buy a fucking cab or whatever. Well,
1: obviously, they're a threat to national security. Right. they They want to stab my family and kill them because they're all criminals. Isn't that what Trump said? Isn't that the stupid shit that was coming out of those idiots' mouths?
0: So, again, I think that it has to do, and I know that I'm a fucking nut job for sure, but, I mean, if they're grabbing this and trying to get intelligence... They want to find out who the mules are. They want to find out what routes they're taking, who they're talking to.
1: And not even necessarily so they can stop them, but so that they can manage manage the movement of these things. That, yeah.
0: Or to go back and talk to whoever's managing them and say, hey, look, we got two of your mules. We, we've got them. And we'd be glad to let them go. But... We need to work something out to, for the future. You need to do some things for me. Yeah, I'm a little. I'll, I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs>
0: but you need to understand who's in control. But again, I mean, because I can't imagine what kind of fucking intelligence they're gonna get off. I mean, maybe
1: that's. How do they most found...
0: of these people even have fucking cell phones? Maybe that's how they found Hunter Biden's laptop. They, yeah, of course, everybody's got a cell phone, dude. Everybody's got a cell phone. Dude, I don't think that's true. I don't even think everybody here in the United States has a fucking cell phone. Most people have a cell phone. Zosimo has a cell phone. (laughs) But Zosimo went back and bought a cab in Mexico.
1: Okay, that's fine. But when he was coming back and forth, he had a cell phone.
0: And he also had a lot of fucking disposable income. And it wasn't because he was doing anything illegal, other than working here. It was because he fucking live 19 to an apartment. Um, and they all paid $10 a piece or <laughs> whatever it worked out to. <laughs> what did he do when he worked? He did a bunch of shit. Mostly fast food, I think. Um, construction. Yeah, I mean, that was what I, like... He didn't do any of the, the farm type stuff. Yeah. I think maybe at one time he had... Um, but since he was in the city, the farm stuff was too far out.
1: Yeah. When I worked for my brother on the military base up in Wyoming, uh, there was a a guy, and he I think he told them I can get you some other guys if and they're like it's a it's a military base they can't
0: come on a military base. Sorry, but he had a whole crew that was. Dude, they ready used to. to go. I mean, before they did all of this shit with I twenty five and i-70 there used to be huge fucking and maybe at one time they were for white farm workers i don't think so because we're in colorado but i mean you could see rows of houses that were farm worker houses i mean they weren't big and nice they were in the middle of the fucking field to where they could just wake up and go start picking like a shanty yeah um now most of them are gone because most of the farmland right around the denver metro area is gone Uh, but you could see them everywhere well
1: my dad on the on the ranch he would hire um mostly he'd hire indigenous but to come work the the cattle and the sheep
0: oh okay uh-huh
1: But the, I'm, I I bet diamonds to dollars that some the more.
0: fuck would he have found a Kiowa?
1: I I have no fucking but I mean that's what that's what he told me. He said that. And then he yeah you don't we don't want to get into this too heavy. But he went <laughs> he went and started, after doing that he thought about going and starting a day labor place. All right and he opened a day labor place and he got into a fight with one of the guys and I think that my dad kind of saw the reality of it and he closed it and walked away from it. Which is just fucking weird to think about it like uh if the blood of the father or whatever the sins of the father you know i wonder if like maybe that's why i'm so politically crazy is because of all these horrible things that my my family did
0: before me there's no fucking reservations out there i mean he no i i i'm just trying to think and i was doing it out loud and i apologize to you and and, you and they were hard-working motherfuckers but they were generally speaking all
1: struggled with the sauce you know so they'd come they'd work for a little while and they get some money and then they'd and then they'd come back and then sort of recycle that experience over and over and over again. So yeah. I don't know.
0: I uh eh, whatever. Um, okay, so we're not gonna talk about the uh the Native American and their troubles with alcoholism. Or farm workers for that matter. No, we're we're gonna move on and, and go back to the prison industrial complex now. Um so where do where do you want to go from here? I mean because we've done some fucking nasty shit to prisoners and it it wasn't just
1: well that's what I was mean, so in you, the past
0: you were you were talking earlier
1: about the uh yeah these uh, <clears throat> uh tests they'd run like weird ass so like yeah. why, give me give me give me some hairy examples okay
0: so um in the forties in New York, they injected cancer cells into people, actually Jewish people, um, which they were compared to the Nazis at that point. Um, In a prison in Pennsylvania, they were testing, I don't know for who or for what company, but they were testing like this bubble bath shit and it fucking ate this dude's skin off of his back. He was like, oh my God, I'm on fire. I'm on fire. And he did it for enough money to buy cigarettes. And most of these tests, because they were voluntary, were for an amount equivalent to buy cigarettes for a couple of months or, you know, whatever.
1: Can we go back to, so you said they were, you you said they they injected the, did you say they injected them into Jewish people's balls?
0: No, 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 no. I didn't mention balls, weirdo.
1: I thought you told me before that no,
0: that was radiation, Radiation, into people's balls. So were they Jewish people in jail? Are you saying or what? In New York, yeah. Um.
1: So and they were so essentially they were using Jewish prisoners
0: to during during the cancer, but they were they were about to die, so they figured it didn't matter. That's still a pretty bad look for that time period. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's a bad look for any time period, but if you're doing it in the early 40s, you're definitely, you know, that's just not a very
0: good look. No, the radiation into Prisoner's Balls was done in the states of Washington and Oregon in, I don't know for sure when it started, maybe 64, 65, and it ended in 73 in one of the states and 70 in the other. That late?
1: So, when they got the radiation poisoning, did they lose the, the hair on their balls first? <laughs> I
0: don't know, dude. But I mean, how I deal
1: with this shit. I don't know what to tell you.
0: <laughs> Again, how... Okay, so... And here's where kind of the... They're all in it together. All of them. Even though it's fucking honeycombed and, and some of them don't know what the others are doing the one with the fucking radiation into prisoners' balls was a fucking study sponsored by the Department of Atomic Energy. And then, I guess you could call it a co-sponsorship, Or, but later on, the Department of Energy jumped on, and then NASA jumped on, because they wanted to know how radiation would affect astronauts' balls.
1: Trust your government. Everybody, trust your government.
0: But, so, back then, I think it was the 30s, they uh, injected a bunch of Guatemalan prisoners with syphilis. That's that's
1: something they've done more than a couple times.
0: Well, but the reason this one came to light was because Barack Obama fucking apologized to the Guatemalan people. About <laughs> our mistreatment of them, which is fucking stupid. I mean, well, 70 years later, 60 years later, he's like, we're sorry for injecting your people if with, gonna do it, with you gotta, syphilis.
1: We're sorry. It's, it's not like you're preaching, you know.
0: Sorry. Um, but, I mean, syphilis was one of them. There was another one where they fucking starved prisoners because they were trying to fucking... I can't remember the name of the disease. Padella? pagella, Something. But they couldn't figure out how people were getting this disease, and it was fucking deadly. So they were starving these people and not feeding them quite enough and moving rations around and shit. To see if they could affect fighting the disease, depending on
1: what they were... Right. And they did it with gonorrhea. Did they get the disease naturally, or
0: did they give the disease to the people? No, I think, again, so I'm not a virologist, or I don't think it was a virus at all. I think it was something that broke down in your body, kind of like scurvy. You know, lack of vitamin C. Let me
1: just give you a lemon.
0: So um it was just lack of nutrition. Maybe that's what all the fucking Ethiopians in the 80s had for the really save the children thing. I don't know, dude. All right. So I, I I wasn't trying to be sarcastic. <laughs> I'm just telling you that they were starving these guys, trying to make them fucking sick. Um they did shit like that and it was all sponsored by some fucking pharmaceutical or chemical company or parts of our government. Yeah, um,
1: that's I mean that's that's why I brought the Alex stuff up because that at least and that's of course only one example. But uh, there is a, a allegedly um, if you want to understand these connections to where when Brian says them they so it's not just like that. You can you can see like other, I mean I William Robinson's always got to look at too. But there's a there's a uh, a group called Commoncause.org, and their goal is to fight against uh, Alec that, uh, and then, so there, there are places where you can, you can look and sort of start to find ways to map out these spaces. Because honestly, if, if we say they and them too much, then we just sound like a bunch of fucking conspiracy theorists.
0: Well, and I mean, I, I am that, mm-hmm. but there's nothing wrong with the fucking theory. Um,
1: well, I, swear, I just want, you know, <laughs> I like Connect the Dots, you know? So,
0: the military, because they wanted to know the effects of gonorrhea, wanted a, a test bed, so they used prisoners and, and tested gonorrhea yeah. on them. Um, malaria was another one. So it really is they at that point. I mean, there's a direct Tie from the military industrial complex to the prison industrial complex. Uh, I
1: just don't, like, if you use they in that context, I just, I think it's not like using they in the non-binary
0: context. No, it's definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) They and and them are totally different. But but having said that, I still
1: think it's, like, I, I don't know. I just think that they, they, they,
0: they, 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 they.
1: Because it isn't – It's. I, I, I just like to see – I like, generally isn't...
0: try to qualify my pronouns. Yeah, and you're
1: ta- well, and you're talking, you're talking specifically about, like the, like, the military was doing tests on these ones specifically. In that case, like you said, NASA, you know, or if we're going to shoot you up into space, if yeah. we're going to turn you into
0: Major Tom, you know. How are – or how is radiation going to affect our astronauts' balls? I got an idea. Let's find a test bed of prisoners that'll do it for smokes. Solid, Washington and Oregon, bunch of them.
1: And if they just say yes, doesn't that tell you? How it was just their like it was
0: like a hundred and sixty-some people that fucking just volunteered. Yeah, radiation, no big deal. Apparently, they had never. Heard of fucking Nagasaki? Hiroshima?
1: I'm I'm not certain that, like, (laughs) it was something that, I don't know. I mean, I I, I was born in 76. I don't really recall a lot from that time period. But I'm not sure how much people talked about the the, the deeper concepts of, I'm not sure if radiation was something that people talked about a lot. Well, they had
0: x-rays back then.
1: Did they, I mean, did they even... I mean, like, doctors knew that x-rays had radiation because right. that's the point. Right, but
0: I think, and maybe I'm wrong because I never got an x-ray back then, but I know every x-ray I've gotten since, they give you that fucking big fucking metal thing to cover your balls because yeah, the they're worried Kemplar about... Stuff, yeah. yeah. Um, which always fucked me up. I'm like, look, I... I value my balls, but can't you put something over my head, too? We'll give you a tinfoil hat. (laughs) (laughs) And they always say, well, don't worry. Your skull protects your brain. You're kind of thick-headed. Historically, I don't think so. I've fallen a bunch. Um so yeah, I mean we we do some nasty shit, and I wouldn't doubt that we're we're still doing it. So, the National Institute of Health wanted to do a study on sodium intake. People with high blood pressure could get fifteen hundred milligrams a day. People with regular blood pressure could get like twenty seven hundred. And they were going to test it on prisoners somebody got all riled up and said no no you can't do it because apparently now there's four rules that say you can test on prisoners if it directly involves the prison population if it directly involves that prisoner um or if it's for the good of them and i know i'm missing the fourth one but the good of them is the one That's sort of fucking vague and kind of leaves it open to whatever, because, you know, the radiation with the balls or the fucking gonorrhea or whatever, they can say, well, this is for the good of them. We are them. All of us are them. We're just not in prison. So let's go ahead and inject this shit into them.
1: (laughs) So it's always was curious, this, like, it, it, you know, Pfizer coming to you, like, making this altruistic, you know, appeal to, you know, saving humanity. It's, yeah, it's just, while well, they're, you know, getting $2 billion a year in R&D, you know,
0: from us. Well, and I don't know if ALEC is involved or not, or Pfizer or who all is involved, but there are legislators trying to reverse those four rules to make... A different set of rules so that they're wider and I'm guessing it so that they can go back in and start doing yeah, new, do yeah. new worse testing on yeah. them. Yeah.
1: It, it, doing it on rats isn't gonna help you in this instance so you got you got to do them on a disposable human population
0: but dude just consider it I mean you know say you're in for 20 years you're paying 249 a day you're making 13 cents an hour and
1: And, you're right
0: you're you know you don't have as many cigarettes as you'd like you don't have as many cup of noodles um whatever kool-aid i don't know what the fuck you buy when you're in prison nail clippers you can actually buy a a pad like an ipad
1: now for 125 bucks and you can download movies for eight dollars which means that if you're making 12 cents an hour You know, that only takes you, what is that, eight times, 64
0: hours to get an $8 movie? It only only takes you two weeks to get a movie. That's nice. So, Um, yeah. So, I mean, seriously, like, I think, especially if somebody just came to you and said, look, you could be in the placebo group. We're not necessarily going to inject gonorrhea directly (laughs) into your fucking body. If you start to itch, you're going to know. <laughs> you're going to know. But roll the dice. Why not? But 50-50 figure, shot. Figure it this way. You can buy two packs of smokes. Um, and the smokes thing isn't good anymore because they don't allow smoking in any prison. That is
1: indeed They do not have it in commissary. That is correct.
0: Yeah, you can't, you can't do that. But they do dry spinach out in the windowsill and smoke other things, so...
1: When they get cigarettes anyway.
0: We'll yeah. Get them them. yeah. Those are almost as expensive as drugs. Am I crazy? Fucking whacked. If I was in prison, I think I'd start
1: smoking again. But I'd want to be able to roll my own cigarettes. Yeah. That would be a premium.
0: Well, you could be the spinach windowsill drying guy and then roll your own. I don't want smoked spinach. It smells like shit, dude. Smoking Like spinach? literal shit. When did you smell? So when you were on the inside. In Arapahoe uh, County. That somebody was smoking spinach? Yeah, fucking some NSM gangbanger. He's like, dude, <laughs> keep a look out the door. I was like, why? And he goes, hold on. And he looked up in the windowsill and he's like, look, I got this spinach. <laughs> And he rolled it up and lit it. And I was like, dude, that fucking smells like shit. And he's like, you want some? And I was like, no, I just told you it fucking smells like shit. But he... So, so yeah, I've I've been there with the spinach thing. So,
1: if they smoke spinach, does that help them shit better? I mean, is that good for the greenage? The fiber,
0: Yeah. yeah. Does that help you not get pellagra or whatever the fuck it was? I don't know. Um... Yeah, so, I I honestly can say that I do not believe that any prison right now, whether it be federal or state, is built for rehabilitation, and whether it be public or private, for that matter, um, because they have them both, and... I think that that's what we should aspire to. Um, Especially for all of these people that just live in constant fucking fear where they're afraid to, you know, come in contact with anybody because they're worried that they might get mugged or raped or whatever. You know, maybe if we had a better educated, better paid better living situated people then not everybody would be scared all the time or maybe that that fear is just bred into us I don't know I mean I never could understand it why women clutch their purses when I'm not even saying black people when I walk by you know they do it and I'm fucking 50 so you're not 50 yet dude pretty fucking close um so maybe maybe fear is just bred into us because it's it's on TV it's on the radio it's it's on C-SPAN. You know, our politicians are always talking about fear. fear. Fear, 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 fear. Fear, 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 fear. the Russians.
1: You build walls it sells. you know? Yeah. I can't remember what this kid's name was, but in that movie, did you watch 13th at all?
0: I started watching it mm-hmm. and then I turned it off. Um, mainly because, dude, I, I'm sorry. I know I've I've said it to you a bunch of times. I'm, I'm fucking tired of it. I've got soul. I have been beaten by the police more than the black people that I've known. It's not just black people. And when they present it that way, right at the fucking opening, I had to turn it off. That's unfortunate.
1: It's worth watching because I mean, it's about it's about the Thirteenth Amendment not being a thing that liberates. But there was either way, they talk about this kid uh, who gets falsely accused um, and he ends up going to Rikers Island. And Rikers Island is notorious for keeping you there without charging you, keeping you not holding space.
0: New York uh, is brutal. brutal. Yeah. yeah
1: uh-huh. But I, I, I used to read and hear horrible stories about that one specifically. Um, at the beginning of COVID, there was all kinds of shit that was happening where they were keeping people like all on top of each other and people were fucking. There was some death that happened as a result of that, but uh, the kid ended up proving that after he spent like four years inside, uh, that whatever it was they were trying to accuse him of was was bullshit, you know. And uh, the way that he fought it, um, he fought it and demonstrated uh, that it was all bullshit. There it is. Khalif Browder was the kid. Um, After he gets out, though, um, like there's a sort of positive message that he shows, and then he fucking kills himself at 22. And the reason why he kills himself—I've heard about that kid—is because of the, because of it's exactly because of what you said. I mean, the trauma of what happens while you're on the inside and the way that you have to. He was a smart kid. He was, you know, he was. He would. He 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 was supposed to to be going to school. He had
0: like a scholarship or some shit, right?
1: Yeah, and he just got just fucked royale with cheese, dude yeah so like uh, the trauma side of things uh, the ways in which like if there was a if there was a if there was ever a moment in the history of this country which i don't ever believe there really was we had we, we had a great idea at some point in time of what we were aiming for but holy shit we fucking missed the mark in
0: every way possible well and you know if, if we think about it i mean dude I love I love the fucking idea of the Bill of Rights I love the idea of the fucking Constitution for the most part you know i I don't think that anybody is three-fifths a man yeah
1: that there are some clear things that need to be removed or um, improved upon all the way univer, right. univer, like the concept of everything must be universalized in terms of citizenship and who's
0: participating so. Was included. Um, but the more I think about it, the more I think that this is what our forefathers wanted. And, and the only reason that I say that is because I think I've become skeptical in my old age and that all of those guys were rich aristocrats. All of them. And they were educated in not just reading and writing, but in finance and diplomacy and Ben all. Franklin
1: came up with fucking insurance for fuck's sake.
0: Right. So our forefathers, while not admitting it, I think they fucking understood that there would always be an upper crust, and that certain portions of the population were going to be said upper crust, and then everybody else was just the filling of the pie. I think when
1: you look at the, the Federalist and the
0: Anti-Federalist
1: papers and you see the discussions on tyranny of the masses, I think it's pretty clear that what you just said is a fact. Yeah, they, they definitely thought that there were people who should be governing, and then there
0: are people who should be governed. Strength yeah. government. Well, no, and I I think that I mean you can fucking walk down the street and realize that, but that isn't a socioeconomic thing, or well, it is a smart, stupid thing, but it's it's not a rich poor thing. And I think that they just assume that because they have money they're entitled to certain benefits that others are not
1: translated to a certain kind of concept of meaning that demonstrated
0: what you just said. Right. And so there are, there are people that should govern and people that should be governed. George Bush, either one of them for that matter, but definitely the second one was more of a governed, Right.
1: He got appointed to the CIA on the day I was born. The CIA no, that was the, to...
0: that was the first one.
1: Yeah, the first one. Yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah but I mean, I just yeah. always think like Janae always posts me with that one. He became head of the CIA the day you are born. What does that tell you? What does that tell you?
0: Fuck you, Janae. Well, it tells her that he was fucking with all kinds of shit at least ten years before. Right, and like, dude, really, like Ford was when everything got really fucking weird.
1: So the things, the changes that happened in '75 to the CIA. Um. Uh, Bush Senior was
0: yeah he was there
1: he was the one yeah he was like oh that's a really good idea we need to kill all those
0: Indonesians you know <laughs> East Timor fuck them um so I just I <laughs> but you know you mentioned Ben Franklin and and we talked about it in the prisons episode I mean he started Eastern State he was. Basically, the guy that came up with the Supermax. Don't fucking talk. You know, everybody's separate, even though they didn't always keep them separate. At, like, lunchtime, they chained them together and made them walk around. But they had them, like, fucking blindfolded and had weird earphones on them. Eastern State? What the fuck are you talking about, Willis? Ben Franklin from fucking Pennsylvania.
1: I don't know what I, I I heard the part the part about Ben Franklin Eastern State.
0: Eastern State it was the prison
1: it was I had no idea was, what that was you're talking to me like I know everything that you're talking about well we had talked and about they, it before so I, don't I thought remember. You'd they, remember they with this and that well, with their eyes covered and blah, anyway blah, blah. he
0: was the guy that came up with the fucking Supermax for the most part um so this was a high security prison in that Eastern State was yes okay. and they clo- they finally closed it down I think late nineties. Now you can go and do fucking tours of it. Like haunted prison tours or whatever. Um, but he, he kind of founded that prison. Again, I'm not sure he had the best intentions for the people within the state of Pennsylvania based on that. Um, based on how I constructed a prison for really, really bad criminals. Well, again, I'm not soft on crime. I think that criminals should be... I, don't,
1: I, I just was asking a question. I. I'm yes. not telling you to, you know... I mean, to be honest with you, like, the the original premise that we were starting from is, is I don't think that we even know how to be a certain way on crime because we're so afraid of it that we just basically try to fucking like remove these aspects of it and put them into these places where we extract value from them and they get them the fuck out of the way of society.
0: Right. Permanently. Well, and again, it would be a lot easier to figure out how to deal with crime if we got rid of the ones that weren't actually crimes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the drug thing, obviously I'm, 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 with you on like drugs are,
1: we have to find a better way to negotiate the question of drugs
0: so i i don't i don't fucking know i mean obviously we've got a lot of shit going on in this country um it is a battle of socio-economic status and people with a lack of fucking education and i'm sorry it, it just is and i know that dude in Riker's Island and and there is the anomaly every once in I'm a while. I do not put everybody into the same category just because of a race, dude. No, I no I didn't have anything to do with race. I was just saying I know that he was smart because if it's the same guy I'm thinking of, he had like a scholarship to Fucking Rutgers or NYU he, or something he, like he, that. He
1: literally was like barely eighteen when it happened, and yes, he had a future that was there that was pronounced. He was very articulate. He started when he came, when he was got out. He was talking about how it became more difficult for him to
0: because your fucking head gets fucked up, dude. Yeah, he wasn't socialized. Yeah. Um. So I know that there's the anomaly, but for the most part, the people that go in are un or under educated and poor yeah and we don't really know
1: what how how, like like if we were dealing with things like on in the ideal type space that we keep talking about you know where you're trying to reform people you know like really honestly like rehabilitate them like create a space where they had faith and hope you know uh then we might know but then you have to structure all those other things to where you know like there's a space to where people are, pro- you know, the Star Trek concept, you know, where people are properly educated to where we are shooting for the stars collectively, you know, where we are seeing who really is the best and who really, you know, to where, to where if your argument is, I, I, I don't hate the some should be governed and some should sh- should govern if we're dealing with things in a meritocratic way where we're really finding out what everyone's potential really is.
0: I have a problem with but that, I though. mean, the way that things are right now is we're, we're just fucked. The media runs everything. So if I get up regardless of party and I say, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to run, but I have done drugs. I'd like to do more drugs. I do not believe in God. And I think our fucking system is broken and needs to be fixed. I have zero fucking chance of winning. Zero. Good. Sometimes that, like if you hit people with the truth, the truth hammer, sometimes
1: you, who knows, you know?
0: Only if it's a truth cartoon hammer. Yeah,
1: but when you're, Boing. grab a pussy. <laughs> Vote for me! Grab a pussy! Vote for me! (laughs) I'm a very smart man. It's very, you know, very, very easy. Grab a pussy! He has a lot of
0: money, or at least a lot of backers, friends, associates. I don't think he has actually any friends. Thanks, porn stars. Yeah. Well, that goes to the grab a pussy thing. (laughs) Vote for me, (laughs) Starmy Daniels! Grab a pussy! Vote for me! Who knows, you know? Okay, so
1: we... Yeah, this is degenerated. Well, no, no,
0: no. We're now over an hour again. That's all I was going to say. I didn't think that... I mean, fuck it. We we go all over the place all the time. We do. Yeah. There was nothing wrong with that. I thought the grab-a-pussy thing was hilarious, especially the vote for me. And (laughs) we need to start doing video because it was fucking hysterical. (laughs) He did a whole animated thing. It was great. Um, it wasn't that good. But it was kind of funny. <laughs> so, I don't know. Do you want to summarize anything well, other mean, than the system's fucked?
1: Also, I mean, we're, where we're going to go, I mean, We so like like you said, the important thing that everybody needs to keep in the back of their mind, and I know I give Brian a lot of shit for the they-them, kind of like where he sort of, but we are sort of outlining something that there's an interconnected space and it has to do with capital. It has to do with uh, people that have access to these spaces and are controlling who has access to these spaces and um, are utilizing the way that the world is reproducing itself as a way of structuring people in and out, right? Like the next thing that we're going to talk about, not, not this on, on further in the weekend, we're going to talk about, Prison movies in, in, in the media. Or yeah. entertainment. Yeah, in, yeah, entertainment with prison. So, so obviously, we'll, uh, you know, I'm going to talk about Shawshank because Andy's, you know, and Red are my favorite motherfuckers ever. But, uh, and, you know, Oz is a wonderfully happy thing. I've got some really cool fucking science fiction prison movies that I, you know, that I want to bring up.
0: I was going to talk about No Escape. Nope, dude, um, I
1: only saw that once. I keep trying to find escape a Escape
0: Plan. Like, I saw that at
1: the the drive through No Escape. That's the Ray Liotta one, right? With yeah, On the yeah, Island and shit. Yeah. I can't find it anywhere,
0: though. I'm trying to find I've, it. I got I've got to it, on, it. I've got it on my Prime. Um, it's on Prime? Well, it's on my Prime because oh, I had it. to buy it. Oh, my dude. God. That's fucking funny. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about prisons, but then next we're going to talk, talk about the war on drugs. Yeah, and, and,
1: and it's important to understand, like we're saying, these there's a tendency inside of these spaces. So when we were talking about the military industrial complex and we were talking about appropriations these market spaces are dominating a thing to where the thing the logic of the thing gets undermined by the market same thing with prisons there's a market that's created and the market undermines the logic of the thing itself Uh, drugs are this very fucking weird thing in our society where there's this whole culture that attaches to it in various different ways and of course we'll talk about what constitutes a drug, what isn't the way that certain things are constructed in our minds and all that kind of shit, but there is this space where, when this concept called the war on drugs was created, that's where you start to see incredible problems with three strikes and mandatory minimums and people that are basically like, and of course, like, and, and how that was created, how that was affected by like the mob. There's a lot of different things that sort of go around that.
0: Well, and since you talked about the mob, I mean, we're we're talking about prisons right now. Mm-hmm. Next week, we're going to talk about the war on drugs. So I think it's important to at least mention, and I think we're going to talk about it down the road at some point, is, so gangs have always existed, but at at one point, gangs were pretty much just clubs. They didn't shoot each other. I mean, every once in a while, they'd hit somebody in the head with a beer bottle or something, but it was just a club. And now, They're these fucking international fucking crime syndicates because of what we made them into. So the war on drugs created more people in prison. More people in prison made gangs bigger, recruiting not only in the prison but also out on the street. So that's how MS thirteen got as big as they did. Um that's how the fucking
1: Anyway, we'll we can we, we can talk
0: about all that yeah. shit later. Um But see these it, it's all tied together. Yeah, see these things as
1: connected. That's what's what's important. And don't just take us, you know, send us if you don't think that what we're saying is true, send us a fucking email, send us a fucking text, ask us a question, say why, why I mean this is why it's not and you might actually shed light on something that we didn't think of. But no matter what, it's going to be hard to break the thought that because we're talking about way that, the way that these markets are being constructed, and you know, economies tie things; these networks are they they tie things together. I mean, so that that means two things: one thing is that the negative part of it comes together, and that means that the solution can only come out of that that collect, collectiveness as well. So, whatever right. that solution may be.
0: All of those are good points. I was just trying to think if I had anything to add. That was the looking up part.
1: And that's all I got to say about that. All right.
0: Fuck it. This bus is coming to the end of the line. Um, you
1: better say the phone number at the beginning, at the end of the first part, too, next time. Because we didn't say that.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, we didn't. Okay. i Roll.
1: And uh, short,
0: bus. short Bus Debate Club at yahoo.com. Thanks.